This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me for the first SFTW of the 23-24 season, Mr. Bird, welcome. Hello, sir. You good? I am. Are you excited for the new season? Could have done with another week to sort out My Old Man Said uh, business, but here we are. We've managed to get the last podcast out. We're getting this one out on the back of that. A little double whammy in it. We did, we, we did sit down and say we're going to restructure the show, but we haven't actually got around to doing that, even though the season's about to start. But uh, leave that one with us. So uh, this will mainly be a, an updating of uh, what's been going on since last we spoke. Uh, something for the weekend. It's not the main show. It's the primer for the action of the weekend, as the title suggests. We are away at Newcastle to kick things off for the new season. The season that sees expectations rise that sees us licking our lips at the prospect of silverware for the first time since 1996. We've got a kind of little loophole where we could probably get some silverware in Europe because let's say we're one of the big boys in that tournament. So We are now. Fingers crossed there. But let's focus on matters at hands and Newcastle. Firstly, we're pleased to announce that this season, something for the weekend on the My Old Man Said podcast is brought to you by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Villa fixture over the 23-24 season. And with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter whether you're based in Birmingham or Brighton, you can catch every single minute of the action. Keep an eye out during the season for events, offers, content and competitions that put you closer to the action. If you can't get yourself to St. James's for the season opener against Newcastle on Saturday, why not catch it on Sky Sports in the next best place, a Green King pub? Speaking of which, if you're around Birmingham or can get to Birmingham, 
then uh, why not pop by to the Malt House on the canal? That's where my old man said are having a little get-together. And as a listener, you are also invited as well. We've just organized this uh, at the last minute. So if you want a bit of an atmosphere and want to add to the atmosphere, then uh, please do join us. We'll be there from half four. So if you can get there or you're in town, just pop by and say hello and join other listeners of this podcast when hopefully we'll get something from the Toon Army. We're not doing a Villa Minutes. We'll decide whether we uh, carry that on before the next one. But uh, first of all, let's catch up, as I said, at the end of the credits of uh, the last main show. And as everybody knows, Emmy Buendia, not looking good. Probably no, we, won't see bad looking. we won't see him this season, I would say. Also, not till sort of March at the very earliest, and that'll be very... Uh... Optimistic. Yeah. Not ideal. I mean, the last show, we recorded it before Buendia's injury. But funny enough, a lot of the comment was about bringing, well, you and Phil Shaw was about bringing in Tillemans instead of Buendia. Well, and Ramsey, of course, because I I thought Ramsey might be ahead of Buendia if Tillemans came to the party. And now, of course, you've you've had your hand forced and you've got no Buendia, no Ramsey. So it's like, well, Tillemans has got to step up and so has Mr. Coutinho. But people are talking about, you know, Phil and you just it's think not the same it, player. It's like it's not the same player. And uh, by the way, he, it's not as if he's played regular first team uh, Premier League football. Tillemans is uh, was very impressive uh, in the back end of the preseason. So yeah. yeah, he was. It looks like it's like the box midfield, isn't it? Especially yeah. in that first game as well. You want to be a little bit more solid away from home, especially at St James's. So I would. He's forced your hand, but I don't necessarily think he changes things for the worst. It's when you want to unpick defences and you want yeah. all that sort of stuff that Buendia brings. But also, I mean, Buendia's the kind of player that he's one of the players that's given you bang for your buck for your season ticket. You know, these are the players you kind of want yeah, to watch. Yeah, you don't want to be watching functional athletes and he, running and he around. Really good, you know. The, the Newcastle game in pre-season, he scored a great goal, made a good goal. Scored a brilliant goal at Valencia, didn't he, with uh, Coutinho? Um, yeah. He's one of those but guys you But when want you're a big it. dog in football and Villa need to be looking this way now, you don't cry over spilt milk, so we've got to crack on. Yeah. And, and look win to replace tra- him where possible. And win things without him. And, yeah, the good news is there's still wiggle room in the transfer window. And, I mean, the good news is we've got three solid, solid players in terms of match day squad in early they got to all experience uh, pre-season. And, you know, you look around now, West Ham putting in bids uh, for Maguire and uh, Ward-Prowse. The season's about to kick off. You look at Spurs, they might be losing Harry Kane just before the season kicks off. We're not in that position. We're, we're in a solid we're position. Well set, aren't we? we're, we're well set. Our team looked good last season, finished very strongly in the second half of the season. Champions League levels. We've added three solid players, early doors. Yes, we're, we're three first-teamers down from last year in terms of injury. Arguably, all of them are interchangeable parts. Anyway, it's just they would have given yeah. us a lot more depth. And Ramsey and Buendia are players that are potential match winners for Villa. But there's guys in the team, we've bought a new one, which is uh, Diaby, and there's other guys that need to step up uh, their levels for us to kick on. Big time. And that transfer window's not shut just yet. Speaking of which, Nicola Zaniola from Galatasaray, uh, I mean, he, he made his name really uh, for... Roma, and especially his, his kind of final, he's one of Munchie's buyers at Roma, hence the connection. 
and he made his name really to a wider audience in Roma's uh, Conference League triumph under Mourinho when he well, he actually scored the winner in the final. I think he scored a hat-trick, didn't he, in the uh, quarterfinals, if I my memory serves me right. I mean, it finished a bit, let's say, unsavoury, didn't it, uh, at Roma? Big did, yeah, as, as it can do in Italy. He was kind of demanding more. Uh, then suddenly Roma were like, now we're going to get rid of you. And then he was kind of exiled. He had a, like the Roma ultras or a mob turn up at his house. And then he had to, he was basically outcast until the transfer window. And where do you end up when nobody wants to buy you? You always, get, you always bugger off to Turkey. I mean, he won yeah. the league. <laughs> well, yeah. Interestingly, though, there is a allegedly a 20% uh, sell-on clause. So Roma, if Villa did buy him outright, would get 20%. But I think at the moment, this is being spoken about in terms of the Villa context as a, as a loan with a option to buy his sell-out. Sell-out? Sell-on. <laughs> Sell on, sell out is how much does it cost for you to sell out? <laughs> well, <laughs> everyone's got a price. His sell on clause is uh, reported to be 35 million euros, but a lot of money. I don't think we'd touch that. I mean, speaking of ACLs, he's had two within the year, in which would suggest it was poorly managed. But um, yeah, the first one is the start of the year in January, then the second one in September, which kind of times in instantly on the return to eight months. Yeah. It's kind of a optimistic return, but I yeah. think it's potentially it was rushed there. Maybe another month would have helped him. But anyway, let's see how that one uh, cooks up, so to speak. In terms of the press conference, going back to Buendia, Emery said it's a six, seven, eight month injury. It's a tough moment for him. We want him to play on Saturday, thinking to win and be competitive for him. I mean, it's just the you know it's the the sentimental thing of winning for for Buendia on Saturday. But he said, uh, in terms of the transfer market, we are doing everything with deep analysis, speaking with Monchi Suarez, Edens to try and improve things always. So it definitely uh, hints at uh, the fires are still burning there, and I think Buendia will factor in it, and perhaps explains why they're looking at that deal as a, as a loan. Uh, one season job just to uh, cover Buendia then of course if he does catch fire then we add him to our ranks simple as that yeah it's it's a bit of a, a kind of a shot back in a big league as it were yeah and you know, give him you know we play with something to prove I'd imagine right anything else that Emery said before we crack on with the Newcastle uh, situation it's sort of the usual start of the season stuff isn't it pretty standard yeah uh, what's he say about Newcastle segueing in well, he said before we before we arrived, we had a difficult result at Newcastle and the opposite at home, where we played a really good match, which we knew. <laughs> you know, we respect them a lot. He mentioned Sandro Tonelli. He said the spotlight's obviously in, on them because they're in the Champions League, but I think it's a good time to play them uh, on their patch as well. And that pre-season Probably. Probably. neutral grounds, uh, I said on the last show, I think if that was a proper game and we'd gone two 0 up. Uh, after we did exactly what we did to them at Villa Park, I think we'd have seen that game out. It's a different mindset, isn't it? If you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's a league competitive game, yeah, you don't tinker mid-match. No, uh, sorry. Just before we dive into uh, the Newcastle game, uh, obviously the Com- Europa Conference League picture shaped up in terms of who we're playing in that playoff game with Hibs beating uh, Lausanne three-one at Easter Road. I think they needed that second goal from watching that game, for sure. So they've got a real chance now. I wouldn't say it's over yet, by any means. 
No, I thought I, th- I was sort of, I, I kind of watched it. You know, the first half I thought, wow, there's 45 minutes of my life I won't get back. But the second half was pretty entertaining. But yeah. I just thought both both teams were, were pretty questionable, should we say, in defence. Well, I think a half-decent team would have extinguished both of those uh, yeah. teams pretty comfortably. Nod towards the direction of Villa. But I kind of, I, I didn't mind before who it was going to be. Now I'm, I'm, I am warming to the Hibs scenario because it, it makes it a bit more interesting. And it's, I think it's always, if you're on a European run, it's nice to have that novelty of playing the Scottish team as well. I don't know if that registers for anybody else or whether it was me. It's just me because when I was a kid, actually Scot- Scottish teams were like half decent and did pretty well in Europe back in the day. And, you know, yeah. Aberdeen, Dundee United had good runs. Right, so good luck to Hibs in the second leg in Switzerland next Thursday. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, the Newcastle, ah, St. James's Park, it's, it's, uh, it's, not it's a happy not somewhere where we have it? good harvests of points, is it? No, I mean, it was, it's probably the best part of, was it 99 August we won on the first day of the season? I think Joachim got the winner there. Is that um, When was the fight between, well, all that, that players? That was sort of in the O'Leary or with Bowyer and Dyer. Yeah, that was the 3-0 the last time it? we won, was it? I hate to, hate to say, but I think it might have been. So the Geordies are unbeaten in their last 14 Premier League, because of the Championship games, they just don't exist. They don't even register. Last 14 league home games against Villa. That and that's an is... era where both sides have been, generally speaking, been fairly poor. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, we obviously got absolutely battered up there last year. I mean, they, you know, pathetic. this is just a, a token list of stats, but this one hurts. Newcastle have won 71 league matches against Villa, which is more than they have against any other opponent. Mad. And they've beaten Villa and Spurs equally uh, in terms of the Premier League uh, 24 times. Uh, I hate these stats that uh, the last 10 years or so have really uh, been responsible for. Skewed, haven't they? Yeah. They've warped what it is, what Aston Villa is. This is, it's a disgrace. But for a team who've won that many games against us, they don't really have much to show, isn't it? It's not like they're a club who've been battering us like United and winning trophies for 20, 30 years. I mean, I'm, I'm taking this season 
as if I've just teleported out of the 90s again <laughs> and I'm here like oh what's been going on ah shame I missed all that right let's crack cracking <laughs> is Keegan still there oh he's gone huh who knew so uh, that's my mentality anyway let's crack on I mean under Eddie Howe they've been particularly impressive at St James's I mean they've only lost oh, yeah. uh, four out of 33 games and only the top tiers opposition to beating them Liverpool twice Manchester City Arsenal I mean <sighs> I would take a point, but... Uh, I reckon both teams might, you know. Newcastle can't give away points because their attention will get to that Champions League soon enough. And then and it'll get then, quite hard to juggle. If they can win games at home, that, that will be a priority just to keep them game in that in the picture. I mean, uh, I'm looking at a lot of predictions, seasonal predictions, and people are putting uh, Newcastle below us in there predictions I mean, i'm talking about like the main, bigger mainstream media yeah so they're expecting them to drop off i mean they had an incredible season didn't they last year and they were good and they were worthy of a lot of the plaudits but then you, you saw how they performed at villa park in that game where we completely ripped them to shreds and you thought well they're not infallible no they're not they're not they i don't think they're like well but they're not like a formidable solid unit i'm kind of more impressed yet. impressed with villa in terms of being a unit that, you know, if they don't win a game, then fair enough. But it, it looks like there's a kind of a constant level. You, you know you're going to have to play particularly yeah. well to beat, to get you three always points fancy, Yeah, you always fancy us against anybody to be in the game. Bar that little run last year where we lost three and we were tinkering yeah. a bit. We, we kind of got our house in order pretty quickly after that. And, um, you know, we had a, a very, very good end to the season. Not that, you know, Newcastle finished the season reasonably well, but they'd had such a good start to the season that, of course, it sort of pulled them up into the Champions League. And, of course, they were the team that benefited from, you know, your traditional heavy hitters of sort of Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, all been quite a way off it for long, long periods of the season. Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, the big talking point is, I mean, if Kane goes, then I, I can't see Spurs threatening the top four. Liverpool, I mean, they finished pretty strongly and they had a really poor start to the season. They did, they did well to get where, where they ended, actually. Chelsea are the wild card in terms of... No one knows, they? Can Poch actually turn it around significantly enough for them to threaten the top four? I think he'll, of course, improve on last season because it's, I mean, I could probably improve on last season if I was managing <laughs> Chelsea this season. But top four is another matter because Newcastle are game, Villa are game. I think Spurs aren't probably uh, the strongest of the, the teams mentioned, but Liverpool definitely will be in the mix. So Liverpool, Arsenal, United have all strengthened. Liverpool have bought well. Chelsea have bought a lot of players, but we don't quite know where they're at yet. It's going to be, there might be a, an outside bet, I think, Chelsea to finish the season well once they kind of bed all the new players and the system, etc. But I don't expect them to be, from the word go, a brilliant side. Maybe no. not playing European football might help them. But is this fifth team a reality yet? Is, is it, It's not rubber stamped, is it? Fifth team going into the Champions League? No, it'll be dependent on teams' performances in Europe. So I think you'd probably need an English team to win the Champions League to, to make right, it so fifth. Just, I mean, just sticking, uh, we don't want to get in the grey area of that, but sticking to the four, if you're going to say Manchester City, you're going to say Arsenal. Probably Liverpool. You would expect either or United or Liverpool to finish uh, in the top four. So to get into the top four for Newcastle, for Villa, Chelsea. You're going to have to finish above Manchester United or Liverpool, I would say. One of those yeah. teams. And so it's still very, very, very tough. So we shall see. But I think Villa need to start well this season uh, because obviously we didn't last season. We finished very strongly, different manager. But if we can start well and be in that mix and feel like a top six team because we're there from the start, then uh, that would be that would be pretty interesting because it changes the whole mindset, doesn't it, and how you approach the game I and think how so. fans approach. 
Yeah, it kind of felt last year that we we were chasing the European thing, but we were always chasing as opposed to kind of being in there and ours to lose. It always yeah, felt we were like glad we were glad to be in the Conference League, glad glad yeah. to be seventh. Hopefully, this year if we end up in the Conference League, we're we're pissed off, de- disappointed to be there. Yeah, that would be uh, the difference in terms of mindset. But yeah, if we start well, away we go. In terms of threats, Newcastle, uh, Rich and Match Club says Barnes and Isaac. No mention of Wilson. You never quite know with Newcastle who's going to start in the forward line yet because it's always Isaac and Wilson kind of interchange a lot. Ben Reddin from Match Club said Wilson. My favourite bit of that when we slapped them at Villa Park was when Wilson came on and he was trying his little little coming in late on Martinez and bumping him and it was like, what are you doing, mate? You, you're getting hammered. You're like, what, 3-0 down? And you're trying to be the big, you know, the big guy in the final minutes and I think the the moment where just Mings just pushed him over and laughed at him <laughs> and laughed at him and that was like I'm glad that I could channel myself into Mings to do that because <laughs> what Mings did was exactly what I was thinking still to this day he's somebody I, I did want to sign and Villa were after actually the double weren't they they were looking for Watkins and Wilson mm-hmm. Wilson chose Newcastle you can't really argue with his decision there because he's playing Champions League football no he's, he's, he's been season. good for them he's been good but lots of Villa fans were writing him off going oh he's, he's useless blah 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 I thought no he's, he's sad I always remember when he turned up for Bournemouth against Villa at Villa Park they won and he just thought he's generally a good player he's got you know genuine pace he's a threat he's and strong and powerful not many players you see as a threat nowadays increasingly uh, when they come to Villa Park where you go I don't I'm not uh, not too keen well, he's, on he's him a, he's sort of an old fashioned striker like a real handful in the sort of you know you Les Ferdinand and those kind of players who've got a bit of everything and he can Yeah, and he gets you make sure he's in your face, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He stays in the game. So I I see him more of a threat than Isaac, although Isaac would probably score a hat-trick. Yeah, it depends who you play. My big thing with Newcastle is probably someone like a Bruno who can kind of run the game for them. But will Isaac uh, benefit more from uh, signing somebody like Harvey Barnes? Perhaps. I think it depends. Best still to come from him, I think. I mean, big outlay and hasn't really turned it on yet I don't think well I mean we'll see we'll see um, if he's you know thrust straight into the team or if they take a little while to work out what his role's going to be and of course everyone you know the, the Geordies will be wondering if you know Joe Linton who oh, kind of came out of nowhere to be this class player yeah and, and, and Alma on the same you know, can they continue the levels they were at because they had a spell didn't they in the second half of the season where their levels really dropped off and it kind of coincided when when we played them as well and you kind of thought you know these are these are some kind of good players who've had a very purple patch but it's now they're looking at them this season of are these guys genuinely at that level yeah or was it just a, a bit of a, maybe Villa in the same boat where you're looking at a lot of those players going yeah you were really good last year for six months can you continue it now over a calendar over the whole calendar year and a full 38 game season it's kind of maybe yeah. similar similar questions being asked at both teams this year you know can you juggle Europe can you maintain your momentum because the last time uh, Villa were actually good and, you know, you're looking back under O'Neill and then like the late 90s, it, it was very hard for them to sustain it over a season. And that's why I'm talking about the latter 90s and yeah. uh, and over O'Neill, under O'Neill. I mean, if they started well... We were always well, nearly men, weren't we? They'd be like top three at January and then, you know, the problem with O'Neill, you just couldn't buy a win in bloody March. Yeah. And then you had that that little Gregory situation where Gregory took over and pretty much did what Emery did. Emery did. And then, then carried started it on, off the they? season really well and then that the back end just fell away. We were top, yes, weren't we? We were, we were top. Top of Christmas. Yeah. And that, you know, it's the classic, uh, we need one more player. And I think it was Muzzy, is it, wasn't it? And uh, Ellis There was a couple of occasions it. when it was there, yeah, and he didn't, he didn't want to bring him in. 
because that was a chance to win the bloody league if you top at Christmas. Well, uh, well, that was the season in the end, wasn't it, that United ended up winning a treble? I mean, Manu, Manu were very good. That was obviously the year that York had gone and whatnot. And you only have to go back to 94 for when Villa had a real legitimate, one of our best teams in modern memory uh, mm-hmm. that won actually silverware. And that was the best chance of a title that we've had for, uh, well, probably the last time, really. Just again fell away at the end so but still it's key we need we need to start well and if we fall away at the end as long as we pick up the uh, conference league uh, then you would consider it a plus of a season because you know people talk about legends and good managers and blah 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 but you actually need for an Aston Villa manager you need to win a proper trophy that is the bottom line not even in my opinion Uh, if you've considering where Villa's been what Villa's done it's their based on their legacy that's what you have to do yeah, you, def- you define your club by your trophy cabinet, or you know, big boy clubs do. Yeah. Right, let's sign off with a mum's pool panel result. I'm going to go score draw for this one. I think it should be a good game, but probably two pretty even sides. Yeah, although opportunity knocks, I think the Buendia thing has, has taken the sting out of my we're going to win feeling so I, I would I would settle for a draw in this one, but it's you know it's kind of a statement win because I think as I said at the top of the show, it's a good time to play any of the big boys on the first day. We've seen that when we've played recently promoted clubs and got beaten because there is that unknown factor yeah. in terms of form, pre-season, new signings, etc. And I think we've had a better pre-season than we've had Almost. in a long time. And we, you know, we're talking a good few years now, probably a, a decade We've played some very good football. You take, you know, you take the results out of the equation sometimes, but we actually look like a good side. Yeah, I mean, we had good results last season uh, in the preseason, but I wasn't con- convinced by no. some of the moment, you know, some of the performances because you were playing teams that were equally as, let's say, average or yeah. not not on song. And so one of them's going to win, aren't they? Or you know, if it's a draw, it's a draw between two teams. Aren't you know they're just cancelling each other out? So. Uh, I'm going to go score draw as well. Right, any final words as we uh, get ready to rumble? No, it's just going to be an interesting few weeks, isn't it, with the with the games coming up and with the, the European stuff to factor in as well. The games will come thick and fast quite quickly once we get the season started now. Yeah, good good August, I would say, to get us into the swing of things. Transfer window to factor in, where we probably need to still make a, make a couple of moves in and out. Yeah, out, I don't care. That's all uh, just balancing the books. But in's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see one on the level that we've bought. And then, because mm-hmm. the Buendia thing for me, the only thing it's changed is because he was one of the elements that when you're thinking, could we really get top four? And you're thinking you would need Buendia to be that consistent end product player that you, you hoped he would be. And, you know, we're talking getting close to 10 goals in Maybe the season. Maybe getting him a level up than he was again. Yeah. So him being out does dampen it for me in terms of uh, putting your neck out and going yeah we're going to disrupt that top four you need more in I think for that uh, and and people on the level of what we've been buying already this, uh, this and you window. need guys to sort of maintain the level they were at last season you know the way Ramsey finished the season the way Louise was you want to get Moreno yeah but you need you, you need like Coutinho to actually turn up yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. give us a swan song that's another factor there's ro- basically what we're saying there is room to improve but with oh, what yeah, we've massively. got, but you do massively. need uh, you do need a couple of extra diamonds. Well, you want to maintain that competition, which, as things stood maybe a week ago, you thought when you looked down the squad, you go, "We're pretty well set here." Unless we can go and get someone really good. Now you're sort of thinking, mm, "Okay, maybe not so not so much." Right, let's get on it. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.